Welcome, welcome, welcome to another podcast of Triumph. I am your host, the Prince of Pain, a.k.a. the Triumph Project, a.k.a. to the double A, Jeff Fairbanks. And I'd like to just get right into it to introduce my co-host. And I figure rather than spit it all out, I'd just like you to just hear it from his words. Miggity, 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 Mac, Jeff Fairbanks. Jay Mac will make you. Hey, how many times did you put your clothes on backwards? <laughs> on purpose or by accident? Well, it looks like you're wearing it in this photo right here. <laughs> J-Mac will make you. Jump, oh. jump. Jump, jump. And you know some people probably did put their clothes on backwards. Oh, on, well, that was the style for like a week and a half in, what was that, 90, what, 80-something? <laughs> I mean, it's, that's a way back when. That's uh, definitely a throwback. I mean, some crisscross. Crisscross. I, I didn't. Put yeah, my, totally. I didn't put my clothes on. No, but <laughs> I wonder what they're doing. There now. you go. I don't know. I feel like maybe we should have them on. <laughs> so they're they're probably yeah. <laughs> I would love to know probably. what they're doing now. Exactly. So how's it you going? There? I am here. We got a little, little static right there. Okay, we are good now. Yeah, I was like, what? I thought you just totally were offended by this whole thing. No, well, dude, it, it, it takes more than crisscross to offend me, so. <laughs> I wonder how many people listening will actually know who that is. Well, that that just shows uh, how old we are, right? So, um, anybody, yep. what, younger than 30 will probably have no freaking idea who that was. Like, who are these rap stars? Who are these right, stars? These... It's just like a rapping. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. What is this? And they're cussing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I can, I can describe my weekend and my morning mm-hmm. in, this, in this very short story. Go ahead. Waking up, waking up this morning, Cohen, our oldest, seven years old, he's drinking yeah. uh, his, like, I don't know, chocolate milk or something in the morning, and he goes, hey, hey, sipping it through a straw. He goes, I know what makes green. I was like, all right, oh, buddy. No. What's up? And he's like, brown and yellow. Oh, no. Like, that is correct. That's correct. <laughs> and from the back room, my, my wife's like, what? what? <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, wait, no, no. Brown and no, yellow don't bad. make. Uh, that doesn't make green, no. Uh, <laughs> so there's my weekend. How about yours? All right. Uh, It was kind of, you know, how about this? It was kind of nice. So me and my wife celebrated our 17th wedding anniversary. Wow. Congrats, man. Thank you. I think that's pretty cool in this day and age of, you know, attention span of 37 seconds. um, That's true. Two people could be together for 17 years and keep on going strong. So, um, 
Yeah. So what you're saying is, so what you're saying is, the first time you had a disagreement, it didn't, it, it, it didn't mean that everything was all over. Exactly. Like it's time to <laughs> trade it in. Right. Oh, this ain't gonna wow. work. <laughs> Whoa! This, this ain't happening. <laughs> you mean you disagree? The hell is this? This is too heavy. Done. Next. <laughs> That's not what your Instagram dog. post said. Your Instagram post That's... makes you look like you're awesome and you love to go blah blah blah. <laughs> Every day. None yeah, of us work. Man. We all travel the world. We see That's the right. best sights. There's a smile Fancy cars. always on our yeah. Yeah. coolest yeah. clothes, yeah. always in shape, eating the best food. Um but yeah, our kids are not making green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. How's the puppy? Uh, she is still with us. Um, she is good, and uh, yeah, she's great. So she, she, she. I, I, it's awesome because every day she wakes up and she's like, "Holy crap, I got the Willy Wonka golden ticket. Life is good." So yeah, um, no doubt, huh? Right. I mean, that's no a, just a cool, cool thing. So uh, yeah, we got. We got some cool fall weather going on up here. We got our first frost morning here in New England. So um, that kind of the sign of the times for fall up here, which is cool. So yeah, yeah. But, what's on the but, what's on the? Uh, well, go ahead. No, I was just say you got a race coming up, or do you? I do. Uh, well, how about how about I paid for it quite some yep. time ago. Um, mm-hmm. It's on the docket. I don't know mm-hmm. if we're. I don't know how hundred uh, percent we are going down there. Um, so we're talking about Arizona. It's Tempe, yep. uh, 70.3. Uh, I don't know. And I'm, I'm, there's like part of me, I kind of am excited to go, you know, there's going to be some people that are there, obvi- uh, you know, obviously doing the race, but I mean, people that, um, I sort of know virtually that I would get an opportunity yep. to meet in person. So that's kind of a, like, that's kind of nice for me that that's actually kind of more of a driver than the race itself. Right. I'm still a little bit. Uh, I still have a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth, I think, from Boulder, but um, that's just me. But, um, but yeah, so from, I don't know. We're going to kind of play it by ear. From the race in general or from the venue? From the... Yeah, yeah, okay. I think just from the race in general. You know, I think I think for me, I mean, I was, uh, I was proud of myself. Like, I wrote about this, but, you know, yeah, the whole FDA thing, right? You know, mm-hmm. um I was proud of myself for kind of turning that around. And I think what I enjoyed more, most was, you know, kind of meeting some of the people, like I'll be honest. Uh, some, some of the individuals would say, Hey, like, Hey Jeff. And you know, I've, I'm not very good with names, right? right. Like I'm, I'm terrible <laughs> at that. It needs to happen multiple times. I'm very good with faces. Like, yeah. like I can see a face and then I can see that face again. And I'm like, I recognize that face. I may not know the name. And so sure. I had a number of people that were just like, Hey Jeff, it's great to see you. Like, you know, like love the project, all this stuff. And you know, <laughs> I, I'm like, I, you're kind of familiar to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. But like, there's never an intro that is, you know, like, Hey, I'm so-and-so from such and such. It's, it's almost like you start, you know, like I should have known something. So I get a little bit nervous, you know, like, I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. You know, should I know this? You know, should I know more? Like, is this embarrassing for me? You know what I mean? Am I going to bum them out? Because that's kind of my mm-hmm. real concern is like, if I've talked to them a bunch on, let's, I mean, usually Instagram, right? right. And I know them as, you know, like, you know, fire handle one, you know what I mean? And they're <laughs> right. like, hey, it's yeah. Joe. I don't, right. like, I'm oh. like, I don't, yeah, I don't connect it. So I think anyhow, my, I'm, I'm driven kind of a little bit to kind of go meet some of the people. Uh, I really enjoy that. But 
as far as the actual race itself, I ha- I'm yeah. honestly, I'm a little bit, uh, nervous and fearful that, you know, I don't, am I going to fall apart on the run again? And then I'm like, don't want to go through that again. So I'm kind of in that, uh, realm in my head. So, so this is, you I'm know, at. this is a, a late season race for anybody, but out West for you is the weather still still conducive to training outside and getting inspired to race? I mean, cause right here, I don't feel like getting outside at all and doing anything, you know, it's just, except run, you know, marathon, this is marathon training weather for me out here, but for you out West, is it still a little warm out there? And you could be like, okay, it's still yeah. kind of summer. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's definitely like the, the middle of the days, you know, are decent, like knock on wood for right now, mm-hmm. you know, we're still decent weather. Um, you know, if you get up early in the morning or, yeah. Know, late you get a little bit of that chill right because yep. that's the thing i noticed in moving here to colorado is uh you know growing up in california you kind of had real very what i'd consider stagnant weather right so like sunny yeah. there's yep. not much variance right i mean if you get a frost that's like a big deal right this is right. back in back in my day okay back yeah, in my yeah. day. it didn't get too hot like it does the now, crisscross and it, days and back it, in the crisscross days yeah that's right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. and so uh so here, what I noticed is that, you know, you can get to, like, it'll be an 80-degree day, and you go to mm-hmm. bed at night, and it drops to, like, 40. So you got, like, this 40-degree oh. swing, Yeah, which it. I appreciate a ton because I kind of like it. I, I like it a little bit cooler at night, you know. So mm-hmm. so for the daytime here, it, it's still nice. You can still get out. But I think not having lived here long enough, this is really kind of – I mean, it could be like one week we could just get dumped on with something, you know, and then right. the next week it kind of comes back up. So it's, I think it's got that volatility to it that's not, it's kind of the unknown, right? So for now, it's all good. But <laughs> we have a call next yeah. week. It could be like, I'm scraping the driveway. So is it this weekend or next weekend? It's this Sunday. Jeez, so you got to like make a race. decision soon. This is not like you're making a decision at the Fairbanks dinner table within the next 48 hours. Yeah, you know, but yeah, kind of, kind of. It's it's like one of those things where, like, most of the races that I've been accustomed to, right, because I've only done one Ironman sanctioned one. And so right. most of them I'm used to, like, you can show up the morning of and, like, just yeah. do everything. Like, check in, do your bike. So this throws me – the whole, like, you have to go through that rigmarole, the big, like, yep. the check-in, the big tents yep. and all that stuff. I, that's a little bit of a t- deterrent for me because – yeah. Like I said, like I get nervous a little bit. I don't know if there's actually, yep. what it's all in my head, but I'm just saying. And so that's kind of the thing where I'm like, well, I, I can't really just wake up on Sunday, like at the clock, <laughs> right? I have to go, I'd have to actually like do this the day before. So yeah, I, totally. Then, what? then I got to stay at a hotel. It's like, you know, and all those things I'm kind of like, eh, do I really want to? I don't know. I'm on the So have you now. booked the hotel yet? No. No. Oh, I'm sure there's no. We, there's, there's probably nobody out there, so I wouldn't worry about it. I'm sure it's just like you and the, the Holiday Inn a mile from race um, uh, Q1 yeah. is waiting for you to call them because they need your business. Yeah. I'm like, I just, I'm like, look, I'll text you when I get to it, man. Just calm down. <laughs> no, exactly. we're not. I'm not the best planner. I'm not really good at planning, man. I kind of am always like, okay. you know, I've had some friends that they're very good at, you know, like we had one friend. Uh, uh, like a couple friend, and I swear, it'd be like, "Hey, when do you want to hang out?" And we're like, "Whenever." But yeah. the response was like, "Well, let me check my calendar." And I was like, "Really?" I mean, like, kind of like, "Yeah, haha." Yeah. But for real, right. it'd be like, "Okay, month and a half out, they put a date down for us to right. dinner date." I'm like, "Right, wow, holy shit!" You know, I don't, 
maybe I should do that. I don't do that. That's how I so. am. I mean, I to- so I totally, I, I just registered for two races for 2018, and I'm just about to book my hotel rooms. So, <laughs> yeah, I got to. That's what I got to I got to take some on. lessons from you. <laughs> yeah, well, I like to overcommit. We're, o- we're uber consistent with, with this podcast. So this is, like, freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, look at, like, things for, like, responsibility-wise, right? <laughs> you know, like, totally, <laughs> totally different. But Got I feel it. like these are all, the, the hobby side of things, I'm, that's fair. It's, I kind of am, like, I'm like a sheet in the wind, man. I just kind of that's blow fair. around. Like, I swear, I would probably have done more races uh, mm-hmm. if, if it was one of those, like, hey, I have an empty slot, Fairbanks, right. do you want to come do a race? That, like, for me, I'd be like, huh, out of the blue? Uh, what do you say? You know, and then we right. would probably jump on that. But if it's like, yep. hey, a year from now, do yeah. you want to go to Tempe? <laughs> right. You know, I'm like, I think so. I think I do. I don't know. So, do I? So this leads me <laughs> to my next thing. So, so, uh, so you know, if, so uh, okay, I'm going to go back to, so it is what, today's Tuesday races this weekend. So I, my two halves that I did this season, my Tuesday before, like I had every single workout dialed in from Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, at all my, like I had everything dialed in, knowing exactly what I was going to do, how long I was going to do it, what my heart rate was going to be on each day, how long I was going to do it, what time of day I was going to do it. And you're like, eh, maybe I'll race. <laughs> maybe I won't. Uh, yeah. You know what? So here was one thing I was going to ask about if we could talk about. So going into a little bit about on that, on that, on that off season piece, right? Yeah. Let's and just keep also, going. Yeah. One of our one of our uh, listeners suggested that we got a message talking about balance, and Mm -hmm. so I've been tasked with writing um, a little blog on balance, and I think they work hand in hand. And I sort of had a a trio. I have this balance, um, off season, and then technology. Mm -hmm. Those three things I was hoping to kind of put together in a soup and Mm -hmm. have us discuss about that. And so it's funny that you bring. I mean, what do you think about what do you think about that? Well, because all three go, we can make them all fit. So yeah. Well, you bring up you bring up the the planning stuff, and it's it's weird because Boulder for me was the first time that I wasn't sore before a race because I generally I just in my mind I've I've never I've never had the A race right that mentality I've never had this like I'm going yep. to I took it almost as like another training day right. because generally my sights. <laughs> Well, because think about it. Like, for the last couple of years, my sites have always been on those 21 days, right? Yeah. So, for a, me, it was like, okay. Difference. Yes, yes. That's, like, that's a big right? difference in wake. It's, it's, not one, it's not one A race. You're freaking doing everything in that chunk. Right. I got it for 21 days. I'd be on my game. And there's going to be good days and bad days. So, I don't care if the 18th day is a, is a bad day because I need all 21 to work. But for this, for one race, it's like I need everything to fire up on one morning and that's it. For those five, six, seven hours, that's I have to be on yep. my game. Boom. <laughs> and that's completely foreign. That's completely foreign to me. Like Got it's it. a complete. Oh, yeah. It's a you know it's a reversal. Whereas I was yep. like more like okay, if I did my normal training week and let's say the race was on Saturday, I generally yep. do like five to six days, give or take, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so if it's that sixth day, then I would say okay, well I'm gonna train that following day. So I right. would do my thing and try to race like hard i guess i don't know like race and then come back the next day and see what my training uh you know what what my output was what did i do yeah yeah and so so you know that was my gauge and then it'd be like okay and then 
I would do things like, you know, whatever, but I'd get into that stuff. And so that, that was sort of how I've been navigating my, my, my piece, my pieces of kind of this whole racing thing. And like so many of these other people that I've met, they've done so many of these and they, you know, sounds like a little bit similar to you. You know, you have like a, you have a plan and I've just, yeah. So I think maybe you should talk a little bit about that because I have, uh, I, I think you should go walk through kind of your mental capacity and where that planning you think comes into benefit, because I would like to kind of give this side of things where I feel like maybe we could segue into the balance piece and the technology piece. Um, yeah. And then kind of end up with off season piece. That's yeah. Cool. So that definitely. So, so planning for me, I think is just, so planning for me is my personality period, not just in triathlon. So my life, is planned and I don't say like you know I, w- I was going to get married at 23 and I was going to have a kid by 28 I'm not like that but I think now <laughs> we're in my life um um so let me backtrack planning encompasses my entire life so from work so from what I do it's all planning based so there and I know that if you build a plan and the plan is not you know next Tuesday the plan is six months from now six years from now I look at things big picture. So then if you could, when you have these one-off situations, it's not going to mess up the entire plan. So when I build a plan for training, it's the same thing. So right now, as as an example, I have two races on the calendar for 2018. So the first one is the first weekend of June. Okay, so it's an Olympic uh, distance race. It's one of my A races. So I actually went on. I Googled time between what's yesterday, Monday the 16th, and then June 3rd. And it, it was something like, I don't know, it's almost, you know, it's almost a year, right? It's probably 40-something weeks. So okay. I, know, I know that I'm going to follow the Trainer Road plan. Um, okay. they have, so, so that's what I use. So I use Trainer Road for, my, for all my cycling-based training and then i incorporate running and swimming into that so the great thing about trainer road and you, you use it right or are you so you're familiar i with did it, for right? a year okay. i did it for a year um or slightly over and then i switched to zwift i right. dropped trainer road so why i like trainer road is because they're like okay base build and specialty is 20 weeks boom so if you start base day one to the very end of specialty race day is 20 weeks. So now I just backtracked June 3rd, 20 weeks out is actually January 14th. Uh, I'm just spitballing, but it's like the 13th or 14th. So I know Monday, January 13th, I am starting my 20 week trainer road training program for my race in June. But between now and then it's 13 weeks. So I'm actually doing Trainer Road Sweet Spot Base, which is six weeks, six week blocks, which is going to screw me up because it's an odd, you know, six weeks is an even number and it's 13 weeks. So I'm going to get messed up at the end and I might, I might vapor lock. So you have to bear with me that week. <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but, the, but the point of that is, is for me, it's a big picture plan. So I know that as long as I stay within those big pictures, uh, the big picture training, if I get sidetracked, like yesterday I couldn't train because my daughter was sick. 
Um, my wife had something crazy going on with work. So training just did, new poppy, like training did not work for me yesterday. And I freaked out for 30 seconds, but I'm like, it doesn't matter, big picture. Because as long as I stick to the plan, I know that it's going to be okay. So that's right. how, when I was kind of busting your stones about, oh, my God, if this is Tuesday before race week, I know exactly what I have on the calendar to do that's going to make me potentially be at my, at my, at my A game for that Saturday or Sunday race. Um, so, so that's kind of how I've lived. I live my life in general, and then it's carried over into my training. And I've actually um, – that's why I love Trainer Road, because they're like, it's 20 weeks. Boom. And just, you know, like, period, end of story. So I just follow that for 20 weeks. Like, like, it's very Pavlovian. I just wake up, and I'm like, okay, what do I have to do next? And they tell me what to do, and I do it. So See, and it's, Well, and it's very – it's interesting because there's two like for me I'm com- I feel like I'm completely opposite of that mm-hmm. componentry right there right like all this is great all, this is part this is what we need <laughs> well and it's uh, but see that's that's kind of what I think is awesome about this whole thing right so so we Correct. have and we have um you know point point is uh uh a race let's just say not not the a race I just mean a race so <laughs> excuse me we have the multitude of things that can come in here. Cause you know, to some people, I remember when I came into this, you know, it's overwhelming. Like, what do I do? What should I do? I can see people hearing exactly what you just said and going, Holy mm-hmm. shit, I need to make this plan. And, and listen, I, I'm not downplaying anything that you're doing. Right. I guess what I'm trying to share is that look, there could be this whole other side of people too. That might be like me where I say like, look, yep. I, I have formulated plans for myself based on, things that I just believe in, right? And the same thing that you're going to believe in what you're doing, your master plan and these mm-hmm. other things. I have this sense of my componentry is variability and adaptability. So for me, it's always been like, and this is going to stem from a lot of things if I'm backing up kind of like you did from growing up. It was like, mm-hmm. I, get frustra- I get frustrated when I have a plan that, you know, or, or a path that doesn't go the way I want. Like I tend to try to fight it or I muscle Mm -hmm. it, uh, you know, in the, in the hopes that I'm going to, I'm going to direct that ship. Right. Right. But, but coming up, it was like, I, I, I sort of had to accept that there's these, like these influences that I can't control. Like there's things I can't control. And I don't know how many people want to control things, but I think the majority of people want things to swing their way. Right. Mm -hmm. I just think that's human nature, like swing my damn way. But I've been forced with getting comfortable with the uncomfortable, that kind of cliche terminology, because there's been so many times that something doesn't happen. And instead of kind of freaking out about it, it's a regroup. It's the adaption piece. And so I've been in this world of going, okay, you know, for example, when I was looking at the 21 days things, and I know I keep bringing this up, but this is kind of like the biggest thing I've planned. So it's all I kind of Mm -hmm. really have to reference. You know, I broke down, like, what am I going to do? And I had all these people saying, you know, what, what are you going to do? You should do X, Y, and Z, right? And so to the people listening, it's like, you know, look, half of you or maybe 90-something percent of you might <laughs> go your way, right, by this mass mm-hmm. planting. But maybe there's a small percentage that's, that might fall on my end, which is, like, I looked at the distance I was trying to do, and I just – I do a lot of, like, data and stuff for my job. So mm-hmm. um, I was looking at what percentages of the race – that I'm doing is, is making up that race. So like swimming is a very small percentage. Biking is the largest percentage. And then I come down Mm -hmm. to the run. And so 
I couldn't just take the percentage as it was because it was like swimming was one, you know, and then I think it was like, you know, the bike was like 70, 60 or 70. And then you're, and then uh, the running is like, you know, uh, whatever's left, right? Like 20 something plus. And yep. so I'm sitting there going, okay, well, 1% time of swimming if I'm going to plan. So then I took how many hours I wanted to vote. So let's right. say you want to do 10 hours. And I'm like, well, I can't do like 1% of 10 hours. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I can't, I don't think that's going to work for me, right? So I sort of just came up with this formula of percentage that I believed in, and that's what I did. It was time-based yeah. for the entire kind of training plan. And, and how, long was, the training, was, how long was the training plan? How long I, was your training plan? So, I, so check this out. I've never tracked anything until my wife said, I need to know what you're doing. So, like, in a week, she wants to know, are you trying to ride today? Or what the hell are you doing? Because I would just throw shit out the window. I'd just be like, right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go swimming, right? Sure. And she's like, yeah. shit, man, you know, like, it's not a good time to go swimming. And I'm like, yeah, okay, right, I'll right. go running. <laughs> so, so that pressure right? sounds like, I'm like hey, it works for me, you, you tell me thing. what I'm going to do today. <laughs> Ex- exactly. That's ex- well, and I've adjusted to that. And so Correct. she was like, I need you to track what you're doing so that I know. And I'm like, oh, okay. So this was where this percentage came up. This is where the time came in. And so I would make these things. I said, how many days can I do it? And she'd be like five. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And so I put these things on a spreadsheet and I would, she could see it and go, okay, so you're going to try to ride like at the crack of dawn before work, you know? So like mm-hmm. from five to 7 a.m. I'm on, at the time I was on train road and mm-hmm. then blah, 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 blah. And so we started working our, our system of balance, right? For, because yep. look, Doing the try thing is not just me, man. My whole damn family's doing it because we're all sacrificing yes. something, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, 100%. So, so I kind of came into it doing that, and it was for a six. It was about five and something, five and some change months out from when the journey started. And okay. so I have the spreadsheet even still to this day um, of what I did to get me kind of ready up to that. Um, mm-hmm. But in my mind, I was sort of thinking like, well, I can't beat myself all the way up, right? Because that would be like if I said, oh, I did all this stuff and then I get to day one and then I'm like, holy shit, I'm so tired. I can't do any of this, right? Right. So I just kind of farted around. But I, but my point, I guess, in all that stuff is that I've always just, like you said, when you couldn't get a training thing in, right? Like the reality is, is probably most people that are listening to this, like th- this is not our job, right? Like none of us are getting yep. like a living wage uh, check, you know, to do this fucking sport i mean that's probably the, the reality of the majority costs of everybody us money to, it costs us money to do this sport, and, well, right? we're paying <laughs> yeah exactly and and so i feel like that ex- accepting that kind of upfront, like i think for a lot of people need to gut check gut check themselves at times because mm-hmm. i think we get so overwhelmed with this addiction to the progress of it like in all I, i'm guilty of the same thing you know mm-hmm. because you start you know i went from trying to ride three laps around my neighborhood on a bike okay mm-hmm. which would equate to like nine miles mm-hmm. i was like Whoo, nine miles <laughs> on a cycling bike around my neighborhood right uh, that yep. was a big deal to me sure. right and now it's clicking off you know 40 to you know 60 miles at a stint is not is that same like right. you know triumph if you will and so you know it's not that that's any easier for me I'm just saying, like, I'm, I, can, I can do more now. And I think you start seeing that, and you're like, well, now, I, I mean, how much more could I do, right? You yeah, can do more, realm. more, think, more, more. Exactly. And I think you've got to pull yourself back sometimes and realize, like, it's not just us doing this. I mean, unless, minus you, you know, back in my surfing days, I was, 
you know, 16, 17, I lived at home. You want to know what my big concern was? I had to be home by dinner. Right. That was, that was my, my thing. So, like, outside of that, if I wanted to surf from the time school got out at 2 until, like, 6 o'clock, that was up to me. And I could do that shit five days a mm-hmm. week. And then on Saturdays, I could be gone all damn day. All, yep. So, the accountability side of things, if that's what you're looking at, then, hey, your concern probably is burnout. Like, you know, how much are you doing and what can your body handle? Cause everybody's mm-hmm. different. But when you have like a family and you have your right. job and you have different accountabilities, you have to really kind of real realign that pecking order. And, you know, I think for some people, you know, the, the, the Ironman shit, like you, you got to kind of take it down a notch. Like don't put it up on the pedestal. I understand your metal is cool. I understand that you did these great things, but you know, it's, it's not your fucking job. Yeah. I, I don't right. know how to say it other than that. And it's like, I think the more that people can accept it's acceptance, man, because I think you get it. You're, you're like, I don't know. Do you get this vision of like, I'm going to magically at, you know, 50 years old, I'm going to fucking become this hero and um, I'm going to get the phone call and I'm going to become a pro and um, you know, like kind of note to self, even if you became a pro, like I, I'm right. pretty sure you probably made more money at the job you're doing. So, exactly. you know, let's, let, let's kind of bring that back around too. And so, you know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of this romantic idea. And I think you get caught there and I've heard crazy stories, man, like families just ripping apart because, oh, totally. yep. you know, and it's just, that just, that breaks my heart, man. Cause I'm like, holy shit. You know, you're not gonna, I don't think you're going to be on your deathbed going like, I had one more fucking Iron Man medal. I'd, <laughs> exactly. I'd been fucking complete, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. So, hey, taking you to the other side, man. Right. Um, so, well, I think you, know, you said something before, but I think you said something before, which you said exactly what I said, but in a different route. So your training fits into your mentality of how you go about your day-to-day life, i.e. your job. So you're, if, it's, if data, if, if crunching numbers works for you, and that's how your mind works, then that's kind of how you have done your training. So for me, long-term planning is what I get my head around for my work, and that's kind of what works for me for training as well, right? So I Mm -hmm. think it it goes to the point of it doesn't mean mine's better or yours is better. It just means that they're different, but it both gets to the same result, but it works. So to anybody – right. Anybody listening, that's that's the point right there. Is it doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong answer. It's just I think it, if you try and put a square peg in a round hole, it's not going to work in your life, and then you're just going to get so freaking frustrated, <laughs> right? Yeah. So for for me, yeah. I know. Look, the plan works. The long term plan works, so it's not going to bother me. For you, it's like the crunching numbers works because it's worked, you know, as far as you can remember. So therefore, you're going to keep doing that because that's what works. Mm-hmm. And then, yep. and it's, a, yeah, okay. No, I was going to say that, I mean, you're talking, I mean, that's kind of your comfort level that you get, right? That's the right. blanket you made in your training. And I think that's, that's the hard part when I was talking, when we were discussing kind of last week about the, the off season piece, changing mm-hmm. up, like, so when I said vi- like variability, like the, to me, I feel like we always try to find like homeostasis in some way shape or form right we're kind of scheduled beings like you know think about it like the way we go to bed the way you know we uh we patternize certain things you know like i like to eat at this time or i get tired at this mm-hmm. time like our body tries to do that right and i think it kind of then spills over into what we're doing into the training piece you're creating a demand for your body your body is trying to meet that demand right and then you're coming back and saying to your body 
well, <clears throat> good job, and here's more, right? Nice. And so you have that dance between the parts when I was discussing doing, you know, my three laps around the neighborhood and feeling so, so, so proud of myself that I could do it without like having to rest or feeling beat up or whatever, um, to now doing, you know, a lot more. I'm not, I don't feel that I'm a, you know, I'm some great freaking thing. I just think that that my body has risen to the demands that I've made. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think changing that stuff up on your body keeps it from getting to the point of being stagnant where you have yep. it's it's established its baseline and i wonder because look i'm not a sports fucking whatever they are you know right. psychologist or expert in any way shape or form but i feel like i've done kind of some things that have given me some some uh some experiences and i think when i've kind of talked with people you know they say like oh i'm on a plateau like whatever and i'll give you an example i had a guy that raced you know, 70.3s was his distance. And, you know, I'm talking, this guy is a freaking, he's, he, he looks like, I mean, he could outlift you, outrun you. I mean, mm -hmm. the whole gamut. Like, if you yep. were to try to think of someone that's a triathlete, that's kind of what I would imagine it looks like. You know, like, whoa, you look all buff in spandex. You know, like, I'm like, woo. Exactly. And so, so this, this, this person came out and we actually did, did one of the dates with me. And the, and the mm -hmm. funny thing, we talked about this, and I don't know if I mentioned this before, if I have, I apologize, but he brought up the point that, so he failed on the run. He failed about, mm -hmm. oh, I say like about three miles in, he started struggling really hard. And then I think just before the like five or six mile mark, he had to pull out. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was just beside himself. And he, and, and he's talking to my wife kind of on the, on the boardwalk. And he's like, I, this is unreal to me because I, this is my distance. This is what I do. And he sort of summed it up by thinking that I normally spend an hour less time on the bike, albeit harder. Oh, right? gotcha. That yeah, hour, yeah, yeah. Got it. You know what I'm saying? And so there's, there's that variability piece where it's like, I don't just, um, so here's, here's why I kind of like Zwift in this sense, like for biking, like mm -hmm. the biking piece, I'm nervous out on the road. I'm scared of cars. I'm scared just of, uh, I'm uncomfortable just in general. Do I think I have bike handling skills? Yes. Like from motocross and stuff like that, I feel like I'm fine to handle the bike, right? What I'm not comfortable with is when I rode, you know, motocross, I'm not worried about, like, you know, a 6,000-pound truck and, you know, like right. fucking potholes and weird shit yep. that I got to look for. I mean, I had suspension. And so in the Zwift piece where I get kind of what gets me for my variance is that I start seeing these little things like someone passed me or whatever and I'm like mm – -hmm. Oh shit! You're going up that hill a little bit harder than that. So I will kind of pick. I'll pick my stuff up. And what I've noticed mm -hmm. is that I will have this kind of bell curve in my effort. And I think it's been helpful um, in my progression on the bike because honestly, the bike was my weakest link. And we mm -hmm. talked last week about like focus on your weakest link. Like don't shy away from it. I could I could get by on the swimming. Not maybe like you. Um, and I could get by on the run, which is what I fear mm -hmm. the most, but my biking was absolutely awful, like horrible. Yep. And it just, just irritated the shit out of me. And so I feel like for me, when mixing it up, I think it's important that, um, it just, in my mind, it makes sense to me to, to not let your body get used to everything. I'm not saying like every day different. That's not what I'm saying. I just mean change some shit up from here and there because then your body's like, Oh crap. And it's like, yeah. I think that's only a benefit. And hopefully then you don't feel like, you know, I'm staring at the same thing every day or whatever. I don't know. 
Yeah, so I think that, yeah, so I I agree. And I think what we're trying to, as endurance athletes, we're trying to raise our baseline, right? So, so when we first started, you know, to use your example, your baseline was three laps around your neighborhood. Now your baseline is, you know, 56 miles, we'll call it, you know, whatever. So we're trying to raise our base and yeah, so, uh, physiologically, our bodies just adapt. That's what we're, they're adapting to the training load. So if you do the same freaking thing every single day for six months, your body's going to eventually adapt to it. Um, so changing it up, I think, is a great thing physically, but I also think mentally, right? I think the problem with our mm-hmm. sport is we know, I'm going to just keep going on you because you threw it out there. You know, you, you, you have five days a week of training. So, you, you know, if you just, do the same freaking thing every single day. You're going to hate going to bed Tuesday night because you know Wednesday morning is your two-hour Zwift ride. And that's this is the, the 15th Wednesday in a row you've done it. And it's just – you're just <laughs> dreading it. You know, versus um, – and I get into that rut too because I do all my swimming when my daughter has swim practice. So I go with her. And so I know Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is swimming. And I'm like, so I go to bed sometimes Tuesday dreading Wednesday. And I can't tell her that I'm, you know, I, I'm dreading her going to practice because <laughs> I have to swim also. Um, yeah. but, you know, as a kid, she doesn't know. She's just like, okay, so I got to do. But for us, it's, I guess where I'm going with this, I agree with you in that the off season is a great time to just totally mix it up. So, I'm just going to talk about what I, what I just did. So you're, you know, with you, with Zwift, so I'm doing trainer road. I just started a new sweet spot base plan, but I did, I'm doing a mid volume plan. So what that means is it means more cycling. So it means more days on the bike for me. And, um, and I'm just, I'm waiting to see if my body could handle it. So it's going to be a total shock after like three weeks, because it's going to be probably mm-hmm. double the amount of cycling I've done before. Um, hundred percent with you. I hate riding outside because of the freak out factor. Um, so for yeah. me, it's so, it's so much easier. Cause I do all my training first thing in the morning and first thing is like four thirty five AM. So for okay. me, it's so much easier to just hop on the bike and put on trainer road on my trainer and just do it. So I am totally throwing this at my body where, okay, can you handle training? Not like a triathlete, but like a cyclist. So I'm following one of their cycling programs, but I'm also going to swim and run and lift a little bit, but something has to give. So for me, I'm going to dial back the running, not because I'm awesome at running, um, but because I want to focus on the bike. So uh, like you, the bike is my weakest, and I really want to spend this off-season slash winter just being on the bike more. And if it's just the monotony of being on the trainer, I'm going to deal with it because it's going to raise my baseline and um mm-hmm. do, do you use a do you have a power meter on your bike is that how you use you do your training uh just through the pro just just the watts on zwift um i just so recently it, okay yeah it just Zwift. like the watch thing was all new to me so yes. that's kind of well okay before the technology piece come on, let me ask you one question yeah. What is your take on because you brought up you brought up an interesting point that I think is also kind of equally as important personally mm-hmm. and that's the mental side of things. Mm-hmm. Like for me, what is you know there's training in that as well and I think the trainer, the indoor trainer is 
a very good uh, silent teacher. And I'm curious as to your, how do you, how, you know, what was your, what's your mental capacity? What's your thoughts on that as far as when you brought in kind of trainer road into your cycling, I guess, elements versus going outside? Yeah. Because you can, you can hear the gamut on that. Mm-hmm. So when so, I would ride outside, um, it, you know, it was, if I'd go outside, it would be with some, with, with some friends and it would just be like a throwdown. And you know, my heart rate would be like, boom, 150 right away. And I'm like, this is just not, this is not training. This is just like killing each other. So I'm like, okay, so I'll start doing trainer road. But for those of you that know what trainer road is, it's basically, it's virtual. It it basically puts a, a graph in front of you and you literally follow a white line. So the white line is based on yep. your your FTP, which is your functional threshold power. Um, I don't know, should we get into that maybe for a second? Well, I think you should because the FTP is the freaking bane of, uh, <laughs> of of the indoor training. Like when that shit hits that mark, because uh, I know no. trainer trainer road. But I'll give you the I'll give you um, so for those you just explained a little bit about trainer road. Zwift is kind of similar in the fact that you utilize um, a, a power kind of a, uh, guidance based on the yep. mapping and train road does the same thing, but you're looking at a graph with, with Zwift, what they're trying to do uh, that I think is different than trainer road, obviously is that you have an avatar and it's trying to mirror instead of a graph that you're looking at, you're looking at kind of scenery. So like instead of the bar graph going up and then, you know, okay, I have an increase that would be a hill in Zwift. And so mm-hmm. you would watch your avatar and then your demand, your load increases and you're like, okay, I got to pick it up. Right. So that's kind of, but they're essentially doing the same resistance, right? hundred percent. But, yep. okay, go ahead. So I have a, um, so I have a dumb trainer, right? So it's not tied to, I have to pedal. The resistance that I put on it is, you know, is, is by shifting gears. So, okay. um, but I have a power meter. So trainer road is basically, it's a graph. It's a white line. But the first thing you need to do is you need to do this FTP test. And I freaking can't, I get more nervous on an FTP test than on a race. So is it brutal? An FTP test to those listening. Explain. Is, yeah, please. Okay. So on, on our bikes, on a bike, you have a power meter and all the power meter is, is it, it gauges it's basically it's equivalent to going to going to a gym and doing your bench press, right? It's if you could bench 300 pounds, that means you could bench more than I can at only 150 pounds. So you have more power than I do. So your baseline is based off your benching of 350 pounds and mine is based off my benching of 150 pounds. So when you go on to trainer road or Zwift or any other indoor training program, you have to take this FTP test. So an FTP test is it's a, you basically, you warm up for like 20, 30 minutes and then you go all out for 20 minutes. So it is all out as hard as you can, as hard as you're going in minute one, you need to be going just as hard in minute 20. So it is not, how hard can you go in five seconds? It's not how hard can you go in five minutes? It's how hard can you go for 20 straight minutes without stopping? And you just want to freaking die. Like it is the worst, worst, worst pain you could imagine on a bike. And after the 20 minutes, 
assuming that your computer works correctly and everything is calibrated, um, it gives you a number and you're, it's based off watts. It's, it's based off of how hard you are pushing on the pedals. And it gives you a number that you averaged for those 20 minutes. And then generally what it does is it then takes 90-ish percent of that because it assumes that that's the pace you could keep over an hour. And that 90% of your 20-minute hour is what's called your FTP. So that FTP is the basis of all your training going forward in Zwift, in Trainer Road, CompuTrainer. It's this number. So my number is going to be completely different than Jeff's number. Well, it might not be completely different, but it could be different. But at the end of the day, if one of us has more power than the other, it doesn't matter because my training is geared towards my number and Jeff's training is geared towards his number, but we can make incrementally the same gains and follow the exact same plan, just at different numbers. Yeah. And the great thing is that if you've ever done any of the group trainings on trainer road, which is kind of cool, yep. is we used to go a couple buddies and we would meet up at um, a guy's like a uh, garage. He owned a, an auto uh, repair shop. <clears throat> and one of the bays was uh, in the building was just his for training because he's a triathlete and we'd yep. get up there and you can you can just basically pick the same map for everybody, and based on right. that FTP dif differential, right? We're all doing the same thing. Uh, I remember one time I'm sitting there, and I'm, fu I'm just fucking, di I'm dying, right? <laughs> and and everyone's like, "Come on, Jeff, come on!" I'm like, "Holy shit, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, this is not normal. Like, I'm struggling. Right. Holy shit, right?" And I'm sweating. I mean, you know, like you talked to FTP, like this felt like FTP from the start. And yep. they're cheering me on, and I'm, like, looking up at my number, and I'm, like, this is fucking, this is stupid, you know? <laughs> and and as we're going along, like, I was stopping. I would stop. So on Trainer Road, mm -hmm. like, one difference between Trainer Road and Zwift is Zwift wants to kind of force you, if you're in the uh, landscape uh, mechanism, which is, like, using your avatar and going around, that you're riding kind of, like, outdoors. It wants you shifting. Where mm -hmm. when I was in Trainer Road, I have what's called a smart trainer. I have a Wahoo kicker. And um, I stay in the small ring and the middle chain and the demand increases and decreases on me. I Correct. don't shift. In I yep. never shifted in trainer road. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm sitting there, I'm not shifting, right? I'm not shifting in trainer road because you shift down or up or whatever. The, the load's just like, if you want to slack, it doesn't matter. I'm going to just keep you at the, what I want. It in, yep. I, you know? Yeah. And so it, you can't cheat, which I love. It keeps you honest. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm, so it, when it gets too hard, if, if you're, like, getting in your spins going slower and slower and slower and you have to stop, you generally mm -hmm. need to kind of, like, wait a second. It'll kind of yeah. reset itself, right? And then you start again. So I'm doing this over and over and over again. And they're all looking at me. We're just, we're just like, I don't, maybe 20 minutes in. I mean, you know, and I'm dripping wet. Everyone's just warmed <laughs> up, right? And so I'm like, what's going on here? So what happened was – is my so the screens I was using this guy next to me, this kid, <laughs> fucking his FTP was like three hundred and like thirty. Okay. <laughs> like three is not my number. Like there's right. no three in my FTP for those that use these systems. That's a very that's a tall order. So I'm sitting there trying to do his number like <laughs> internally, unbeknownst to me, on my screen, and right. he's over here doing my number, which is cake for him. He's like, Oh, I'm so excited, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And so we figured we had to unplug everything and like That's recalibrate awesome. and everything, but the funniest shit. So anyhow, I just, uh, I think that <laughs> just reminded me of that, but it's like 
I, I did the trainer load for all that stuff and uh, with the consistencies and all that stuff. And then I kind of enjoyed switching over to Zwift, but I kind of want to make one comment because I feel like mentally the piece that I, I wanted to try to get at is that, you know, you sit here and regardless of whether it's Zwift or where it's trainer road, right. You're, you're not outside. So mm-hmm. you're, whether or not you're putting on a movie or whatever you're, you're mentally, you know, like when I sit on this bike, you know, and it's going to, if you're doing one hour, what doesn't matter that you're, you're not going anywhere technically, right. <laughs> then right there for that time period. And I think to some people, um, I, it also, in my personal opinion, I think it, um, it amplifies any, uh, any dif- differences that you might be feeling. So for instance, like if your seat, if you go outside and you ride, yeah. you know, a lot of times you can have, you might go uphill, you might go to flat, downhill, you stand up, whatever. Um, not that you can't stand up using these machines, but you may not get the full force of your seat until you sit down on train road. Yeah, right. Your exactly. seat is a different seat. So I feel like <laughs> for me, you can test a lot of your componentry. You can test your fit. You can test so many things based on this demand, never giving you any break. I mean, minus you getting off, that's on you, but you do not get a break. Like it, it, it doesn't like you, there's no like coasting that shit. You drop off your meter. Right. And so a hundred percent and that's that, that piece. Yeah. And that's why if you follow trainer road or Zwift, you know, the, the, the guys that built it, they're a hundred percent saying, look, indoor training is, I don't want to say better than outdoor training. It's more efficient. I'll use the word more efficient. Right. So if you're on an indoor trainer for, an hour and a half, that's probably equivalent to being outside for, we'll call it two hours. So I know, you know, when I did all my 70.3 training indoors, when I went outside and rode, I was like, this is freaking awesome. Like it was just Mm -hmm. miles were blowing by and I get to coast, I get to go downhill. So um, that's why I think the, the, the cool part about indoor training besides the safety factor is it becomes a lot more efficient um, in that regard, can you hear my dog? Here, here. Yeah. Well, obviously oh there's God, agreement because <laughs> no, it's fine. It, but see, there's the mental piece too, because you see, that's where I'm going with this is like, and I'll probably leave us with a little tidbit here before we kick off, but, um, so that we can all kind of digest on before next week. But I think like for me mentally to come in here and, and like, let's say to those that don't do indoor training and whatever, and, and please like, here's call out. I didn't get a kicker for free. I, you know, nobody, nobody told us to talk about this shit. This is just personally what I, I did. And because I wanted to get into balance and technology and off season, that's going to have to wait because we're running out of time. But mm-hmm. for me, this, the, the indoor machine was my, my, my hugest kind of integration into my family balance. It allows me to not be concerned about snow coming down outside or it being dark, like you mentioned cars. But I think mentally also, when I know that I can go through a week handling indoor training, right, I'm not – it is a different – it's like candy, I, 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 kind of for lack of better description, going outside, right? Like to see oh my God, new, yeah. Like the, the weirdest part to me, because I, I had so many months on the trainer before I started the journey piece, was that when I pedaled that pedal, I moved forward. Yep. It was the weirdest, like to have it not be that way. And then it happens. You're like, Oh my God. I just don't know if you like, I stand in my Superman pose and I feel more whatever. I feel like you pedal that pedal, but until it makes you move outside, it, it like feels stronger. So I don't know. But it, I think that if you can digest the mental thing, that is literally mental training 
that goes yeah. on to handle this stuff because all the people that uh, I've heard that go, oh, man, I feel like you are the people that need to kind of be on the indoor trainer. You, you need to at least incorporate it or something because I agree. I personally will come out and say, I do think it's, I do think it's better uh, for me. I think it's better it, for me. I think I've proved it to myself and I totally am on that train. And I think, you know, so, and I'm going to, you know, a couple of things. So one is from a efficiency standpoint, a balance standpoint, it is a hundred percent the way to do it. Um, but from a training perspective, and I'm going to, I know we're not here to talk about pros and, and anything else, but there's a lot more pros that use the trainer now um, because it allows them to work on inefficiencies that you talked about that don't really pop up outside. And, um, right. and, and, the, and, and you keep harp on the mental piece, which so, so true. You know, I freaking stare at my basement wall and I know every single crack in that basement wall because of all the hours <laughs> Oh yeah, I have headphones on and I'm blasting music and I'm watching some sort of video or just trying to keep my mind off it. But um, you know, at the end of the day, it's if you could survive a two or three hour trainer ride, man, when you go outside, you were just like it's you said like candy. It is. It's like holy crap, this is awesome. So Yeah. I agree hundred yeah, percent. I agree. So I I mean I think we're gonna have to get into this a little bit more as we go on, which I think is great. Um, I hope that some of this stuff was informational for, 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 you know, those listening and so on and so forth. But, um, there's one here, here's my, here's my takeaway for people. Um, I think that technology is great. I think we can get into that piece in, in other episodes. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, however, I think that it can also be a huge crutch. And I think if you're unable to understand how you feel, comparative to what data is or power is or whatever, I, I think that you're disabling yourself if and when the time comes that that stuff doesn't work for you. And uh, if you can't feel something then and, and you can't correlate that to something, then I think it's, that is, um, I think something that we should all kind of try to be cognizant of. It's like, you know, when you go out there and it's like, I never had a watch before. I never had this or whatever. I, they are great. I mean, they're fantastic, right? It's one of those, like you got an Apple iPhone compared to the flip and you're like, how the hell did I do this shit before? Right. right? Exactly. But the same time too is like, for instance, I went, I went race, you know, racing and I couldn't figure out how to do the triathlon feature. I totally forgot in the moment. I, I'm like, what the fuck do I do? And I push a button and I'm swimming. I swam for the entire race. So it's like, you swam like 300,000 yards. I'm like, where the fuck to go? And so, so, but to me, it's like, I kind of look down sometimes and I'm like, I'm feeling okay. What am I doing? Right. And so we, like, we can get way into this on another thing. I'm just saying, I, I, I think that for those that get into the sport and they're kind of like, look at all this shit I can buy, look at all these things. And it's true. You can, you can, you can fucking get, get, get everything. Um, I just think that if, if you step right into that right away and you're kind of ignoring how how those efforts or how those, uh, you know, training sessions kind of make you feel, if you can't connect them, then I think it's going to be really hard for you to understand when there's a problem later on down the road, you know, or, or to even keep yourself in line. Right. Yep. So, and I agree, let me, I'm going to blow, I'm going to blow your mind before we cut this thing off. So I am a total geek. I'm a total geek when it comes to training with numbers. So I know exactly what my FTP is right now. I know what my, my heart rate zones are. I know my swimming paces. When I race, I don't look at any of that at all, period. I I keep my watch only because I want to upload everything to um, 
I want to upload everything when I'm done, but I don't raise yep. the power meter. Um, and people are like, well, what, what do you mean? I'm like, because I go by feel. Because I think if you're racing, you got to freaking go all out. It's a race. Or, you know, within reason of what you're doing. But this, to your point, the second you start relying on numbers in a, in a real-world atmosphere like racing, you're just going to kill yourself. Because mentally, sometimes it's even worse mentally, where you're like, oh, my God, how come my FTP is, you know, 10, 10 right. points below where it's supposed to be. I'm obviously something wrong. I got to go harder. And then you're just going to kill yourself literally because you're going harder right. than your body's like, no way, dude, you can't because maybe, maybe something's off with your power. Like maybe like literally something's off the technology on your bike. So, right. um, yeah, a hundred percent. I think this is going to be a great conversation to go down that road as well. I, I agree. And I think I'm bringing the music in because we're going to hear out of this, but I think more to come more to come, you know, like technology. I think we can talk a little bit more on the balance and then, and then bring in that off season piece, but I'm going to leave us with one of my favorite bands, uh, ignite. This is from the album called family. And, uh, I got into this when I was, like I said, coming out of high school. So I'm going to leave the viewers of this, uh, uh, daddy J Mac. Thank you for your rap earlier. And, uh, <laughs> I'll see you guys all out there. Yeah. Here you go. Thanks brother. Call on my brothers is this song. Here it comes. It gets better. It gets better. I love you all. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another podcast of Triumph. I am your host, the Prince of Pain, a.k.a. the Triumph Project, a.k.a. to the double A, Jeff Fairbanks. And I'd like to just get right into it to introduce my co-host. And I figure rather than spit it all out, I'd just like you to just hear it from his words. Miggity, 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 Mac, Jeff Fairbanks. Jay Mac will make you. Yeah. Yeah. You got the Mac jumping. Daddy. The Mac oh. Daddy. You know, you, hey, how many times did you put your clothes on backwards? <laughs> on purpose or by accident? Well, it looks like you're wearing it in this photo right here. <laughs> J-Mac can make you. Jump, oh. jump. Jump, jump. And you know some people probably did put their clothes on backwards. Oh, on well, that was the style for like a week and a half in, what was that, 90, what, 80-something? I mean, it's that's a way back when. That's um, definitely a throwback. I mean, some crisscross. Crisscross. I, I, yeah, totally. I didn't put my clothes on. No, but. 
<laughs> I wonder what they're doing. There now. you go. I don't know. I feel like maybe we should have them on. <laughs> so they're they're probably yeah. <laughs> I would love to know probably. what they're doing now. Exactly. So how's it you going? There? I am here. We got a little, doing little static right there. Okay, we are good now. Yeah, I was like, what? You just totally were offended by this whole thing. No. Well, Dude, it, it, it takes more than crisscross to offend me. So, <laughs> I wonder how many people listening will actually know who that is. Well, that that just shows uh-huh. how old we are, right? So, um, anybody yeah. what younger than thirty will probably have no freaking idea who that was. Who are these rap stars? Who are these? Stars? Are these <laughs> just like a rapping. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! What is this rap? <laughs> exactly. I can I can describe my weekend and my morning mm-hmm. in this in this very short story. Go ahead. Waking up waking up this morning, Cohen, our oldest, seven years old, he's drinking yeah. uh his like, I don't know, chocolate milk or something in the morning and he goes, Hey, hey sipping it through a straw. He goes, I know what makes green. I was like, All right, oh, buddy. No. What's up? And he's like, Brown and yellow. Oh no. Like, that is correct. That's correct. <laughs> and from the back room, my my wife's like, what? what? I'm like, what? Oh, wait, no, no. Brown and no, yellow bad. don't make. Uh, that doesn't make green, no. Uh, <laughs> so there's my weekend. How about yours? All right. Uh, well, I, it was kind of, you know, how about this? It was kind of nice. So me and my wife celebrated our 17th wedding anniversary. Wow, congrats, man. Thank you. I think that's pretty cool in this day and age of, you know, attention span of 37 seconds. That um, that's, that's true. Two people could be together for 17 years and keep on going strong. So, um, yeah. so what you're saying is, so what you're saying is the first time you had a disagreement, it didn't, it, it, it didn't mean that everything was all over. Exactly. Like it's time <laughs> to trade it in. Right. Oh, this ain't going to wow. work. <laughs> Whoa. This, this ain't happening. <laughs> You mean you disagree? What the hell is this? This is too heavy. Done. Next. That's not what your Instagram post said. Your Instagram post makes you look like you're awesome and you love to go blah, blah, blah. Every day. None of us work. We all travel the world. We see the best sights. There's a smile. Always on our. Cool clothes. Always in shape. Eating the best food. Um, Our kids are not making green. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How's the puppy? Uh, she is still with us. Um, she is good, and uh, yeah, she's great. So she, she, she. I, I. It's awesome because every day she wakes up and she's like, "Holy crap! I got the Willy Wonka golden ticket. Life is good." So yeah, um, no doubt, huh? Right. I mean, that's no a, just a cool, cool thing. So uh, yeah, we got. We got some cool fall weather going on up here. We got our first frost morning here in New England. So um, that kind of the sign of the times for fall up here, which is cool. So, yeah. Yeah. But, what's on the, but, what's on the, uh, well, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you got a race coming up or do you? I do. Uh, well, how about, how about I paid for it quite some yep. time ago. Um mm-hmm. It's on the docket. I don't know mm-hmm. if we're, I don't know how uh, 100% we are going down there. Um, so we're talking about Arizona. It's Tempe, yep. uh, 70.3. And 
uh, I don't know. And I'm, I'm, there's like part of me, I kind of am excited to go, you know, there's going to be some people that are there, obvi- uh, you know, obviously doing the race, but I mean, people that, um, I sort of know virtually that I would get an opportunity yep. to meet in person. So that's kind of a, like, that's kind of nice for me that that's actually kind of more of a driver than the race itself. Right. I'm still a little bit, uh, I still have a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth, I think from Boulder, but, um, that's just me. But, um, but yeah, so from, I don't know. We're going to kind of from, play it by ear. From the race in general or from the venue, from the, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think just from the race in general, you know, I think, I think for me, I mean, I was, uh, I was proud of myself. Like I wrote about this, but you know, yeah, the whole FDA thing, right. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I was proud of myself for kind of turning that around. And I think what I enjoyed more, most was, you know, kind of meeting some of the people, like I'll be honest. Uh, some, some of the individuals would say, Hey, like, Hey Jeff. And you know, I've, I'm not very good with names, right? right. Like I'm, I'm terrible <laughs> at that. It needs to happen multiple times. I'm very good with faces. Like, yep. like I can see a face and then I can see that face again. And I'm like, I recognize that face. I may not know the name. And so sure. I had a number of people that were just like, Hey Jeff, it's great to see you. Like, you know, like love the project, all this stuff. And you know, I, I'm like, I, you're kind of familiar to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. But like, there's never an intro that is, you know, like, Hey, I'm so-and-so from such and such. It's, it's almost like you start, you know, like I should have known something. So I get a little bit nervous, you know, like I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. You know, should I know this? You know, should I know more? Like, is this embarrassing for me? You know what I mean? Am I going to bum them out? Because that's kind of my mm-hmm. real concern is like, if I've talked to them a bunch on, let's, I mean, usually Instagram, right? right. And I know them as, you know, like, you know, fire handle one, you know what I mean? And they're <laughs> right. like, hey, it's yeah. Joe. I don't, right. like, I'm oh. like, I don't, yeah, I don't connect it. So I think anyhow, my, I'm, I'm driven kind of a little bit to kind of go meet some of the people. Uh, I really enjoy that, but as far as the actual race itself, I ha- I'm yep. honestly I'm a little bit uh, nervous and fearful that you know I don't am I going to fall apart on the run again and then I'm like don't want to go through that again so I'm kind of in that uh, realm in my head so so this is you I'm know at. this is a, a late season race for anybody but out west for you is the weather still still conducive to training outside and getting inspired to race I mean because right here I don't feel like getting outside at all and doing anything. You know, it's just, except run, you know, marathon. This is marathon training weather for me out here. But for you out west, is it still a little warm out there? And you could be like, okay, it's still yeah. kind of summer. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's it's definitely like the, the middle of the days, you know, are decent. Like knock on wood for right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still decent weather. Um, you know, if you get up early in the morning or yeah. know, late, you get a little bit of that chill, right? Because yep. that's. The thing I noticed in moving here to Colorado is, uh, you know, growing up in California, you kind of had real, very, what I'd consider stagnant weather, right? So, like, sunny, yeah. there's yep. not much variance, right? I mean, if you get a frost, that's, like, a big deal, right? This is back, right. in, back in my day, okay, back yeah, in my yeah. day. It didn't get too hot like it does the now. The crisscross it, days, and, back in the crisscross days. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so... Uh, so here, what I noticed is that, you know, you can get to, like, it'll be an 80-degree day, and you go to mm-hmm. bed at night, and it drops to, like, 40. So you got, like, this 40-degree oh. swing, Yeah, got which it. I appreciate a ton because I kind of like it. I, I like it a little bit cooler at night, you know. So mm-hmm. so for the daytime here, it, it's still nice. You can still get out. But I think not having lived here long enough, this is really kind of – I mean, it could be like one week we could just get dumped on with something, you know, and then right. the next week it kind of comes back up. So it's, I think it's got that volatility to it that's not 
kind of the unknown, right? So for now, it's all good. But <laughs> we have a call next yeah. week. It could be like, I'm scraping the driveway. So is it this weekend or next weekend? It's this Sunday. This so you got to like make a decision soon. This is not like you're making a decision at the Fairbanks dinner table within the next 48 hours. Yeah, you know, but yeah, kind of, kind of. It's it's like one of those things where like most of the races that I've been accustomed to, right? Because I've only done one Ironman sanctioned one. And so right. most of them I'm used to like you can show up the morning of and like just yeah. do everything, like check in, do your bike. So this throws me the whole like you have to go through that rigmarole, the big like yep. the check in, the big tents yep. and all that stuff. I, that's a little bit of a t- deterrent for me because yeah. like I said, like I get nervous a little bit. I don't know if there's actually, yep. what it's all in my head, but I'm just saying. And so that's kind of the thing where I'm like, well, I, I can't really just wake up on Sunday like at the track. <laughs> Right. I have to go. I have to actually like do this the day before. <laughs> so yeah, I totally. What? Then I got to stay at a hotel. It's like, you know, and all those things. I'm kind of like, eh, do I really want to? I don't know. I'm on the So have you now. booked the hotel yet? No. No. Oh, I'm sure there's, there's, we, there's, there's probably nobody out there, so I don't worry about it. I'm sure it's just like you <laughs> and the, the Holiday Inn a mile from race um, uh, T1 yeah. is waiting for you to call them because they need your business. Yeah. I'm like, I just, I'm like, look, I'll text you when I get to it, man. Just calm down. <laughs> no, exactly. we're not, I'm not the best planner. I'm not really good at planning, man. I kind of am always like, okay. you know, I've had some friends that they're very good at, you know, like we had one friend, uh, uh, like a couple friend and I swear it'd be like, Hey, when do you want to hang out? I'm like, whenever. But yeah. the response was like, well, let me check my calendar. And I was like, really? I mean, like, kind of like, yeah, ha, ha. yeah. But for real, right. it'd be like, okay, month and a half out, they put a date down for us. Right. Dinner date. I'm like, right. well, holy shit, you know, I don't, maybe I should do that. I don't do that. That's how I so. am. I mean, I to- so I totally, I-, I just registered for two races for 2018, and I'm just about to book my hotel rooms. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to, that's what I got to I got to take on. some lessons from you. <laughs> yeah, well, I like we to are, overcommit. We're, o- we're uber consistent it. with with this podcast, so this is like freaking awesome. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm look at like things for like responsibility wise, right? <laughs> you know, like totally, yes. totally different. But Got I feel it. like these are all the the hobby side of things. I'm that's fair. It's I kind of am like I'm like a sheet in the wind, man. I just kind of that's blow fair. around. Like I swear, I would probably have done more races uh, mm-hmm. if if it was one of those like. Hey, I have an empty slot in Fairbanks. Right. Do you want to come do a race? That, like for me, I'd be like, huh, out of the blue? Uh, what do you say? You know, and then we right. would probably jump on that. But if it's like, yeah. hey, a year from now, yeah. you want to go to Tempe, <laughs> right. you know, I'm like, I think so. I think I do. I don't know. So, do I? So this leads me <laughs> to my next thing. So, so, uh, so you know, if so, uh, okay, I'm going to go back to, so it is what? Today's Tuesday races this weekend. So, I, my two halves that I did this season, my Tuesday before, like I had every single workout dialed in from Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, at all my, like I had everything dialed in, knowing exactly what I was going to do, how long I was going to do it, what my heart rate was going to be on each day, how long I was going to do it, what time of day I was going to do it. And you're like, eh, maybe I'll race. <laughs> maybe I won't. Uh, yeah, you know what? So here was one thing I was going to ask about if we could talk about. So going into a little bit about on that on that on that off season piece, right? Yeah, let's and just keep also, going. Yeah. One of our one of our uh, listeners suggested that we got a message talking about balance, and mm-hmm. so I've been tasked with writing 
um, a little blog on balance. And I think they work hand in hand. And I sort of had a, a trio. I have this balance, um, off season, and then technology. Mm-hmm. Those three things I was hoping to kind of put together in a soup and mm-hmm. have us discuss about that. And Pull so it it's funny it. that you bring. I mean, what do you think about what do you think about that? Well, because all three go, we can make them all fit. So yeah. Well, you bring up you bring up the the planning stuff, and it's <clears throat> it's weird because Boulder for me was the first time that I wasn't sore before a race because I generally I just in my mind I've I've mm-hmm. never I've never had the A race right that mentality I've never had this like I'm going yep. to I took it almost as like another training day. Because generally my sites, well, because think about it, like for the last couple of years, my sites have always been on those 21 days, right? Yeah. So for me, it was like, okay. Yes, yes. That's like, that's a big difference in wake, which it's not one, it's not one A race. You're freaking doing everything in that chunk. I got it for 21 days. I'd be on my game and there's going to be good days and bad days. I don't care if the 18th day is is a bad day because I need all 21 to work. But for this, for one race, it's like, I need everything to fire up on one morning and that's it for those five, six, seven hours. That's, I have to be on yep. my game. Boom. <laughs> and that's completely foreign. That's completely foreign to me. Like Got it's it. a complete, oh, yeah. it's a, you know, it's a reversal. Whereas I was yep. like more like, okay, if I did my normal training week and let's say the race was on Saturday, I generally yep. do like five to six days, give or take. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so if it's that sixth day, then I would say, okay, well I'm going to train that following day. So I would, right do my thing and try to race like hard, I guess, I don't know, like race and then come back the next day and see what my training, uh, you know, what, what my output was, what did I do? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, you know, that was my gauge and then it'd be like, okay. And then I would do things like, you know, whatever, but I'd get into that stuff. And so that, (laughs) that was sort of how I've been navigating my, my, my piece my pieces of kind of this whole racing thing. And like so many of these other people that I've met, they've done so many of these and they, you know, sounds like a little bit similar to you. You know, you have like a, you have a plan and I've just, yeah. So I think maybe you should talk a little bit about that because I have, uh, I, I think you should go walk through kind of your mental capacity and where that planning you think comes into benefit, because I would like to kind of give, this side of things where I feel like maybe we could segue into the balance piece and the technology piece. Um, yeah. And then kind of end up with off season piece. That's yeah. Cool. So that definitely. So, so planning for me, I think is just, so planning for me is my personality period, not just in triathlon. So my life is planned. And I don't say like, you know, I, w- I was going to get married at 23 and I was going to have a kid by 28. I'm not like that. But I think now we're in my life. Um, um, so let me backtrack. Planning encompasses my entire life. So from work, so from what I do, it's all planning based. So there, and I know that if you build a plan, and the plan is not, you know, next Tuesday. The plan is six months from now, six years from now. I look at things big picture. So then if you could, when you have these one-off situations, it's not going to mess up the entire plan. So when I build a plan for training, it's the same thing. So right now, as, a, as an example, I have two races on the calendar for 2018. So the first one is the first weekend of June, okay? So it's an Olympic 
uh, distance race. It's one of my A races. So I actually went on, I Googled time between what's yesterday, Monday the 16th and then June 3rd. And it, it was something like, I don't know, it's almost, you know, it's almost a year, right? It's probably 40 something weeks. So okay. I know, I know that I'm going to follow the trainer road plan. Um, okay. they have, so, so that's what I use. So I use trainer road for my site, for all my cycling based training. And then I incorporate running and swimming into that. So the great thing about trainer road and you, you use it, right? Or are you, so you're familiar. I with did it, for right? a year. I did it for a year, um, or slightly over, and then I switched to Zwift. I right. dropped Trainer Road. So why I like Trainer Road is because they're like, okay, base, build, and specialty is 20 weeks. Boom. So if you start base day one to the very end of specialty race day is 20 weeks. So then I just backtracked. Okay. June 3rd, 20 weeks out, is actually January 14th. Uh, I'm just spitballing, but it's like the 13th or 14th. So I know Monday, January 13th, I am starting my 20-week trainer road training program for my race in June. But between now and then, it's 13 weeks. So I'm actually doing trainer road sweet spot base, which is six weeks, six-week blocks, which is going to screw me up because it's an odd, you know, six weeks is an even number and it's 13 weeks. So I'm going to get messed up at the end. And I might, I might vapor lock, so you have to bear with me that week. <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but, the, but the point of that is, is for me, it's a big picture plan. So I know that as long as I stay within those big pictures, uh, the big picture training, if I get sidetracked, like yesterday, I couldn't train because my daughter was sick. Um, my wife had something crazy going on with work. So training just did, new puppy, like training did not work for me yesterday. And I freaked out for 30 seconds, but I'm like, it doesn't matter, big picture. Because as long as I stick to the plan, I know that it's going to be okay. So that's right. how, when I was kind of busting your stones about, oh, my God, if this is Tuesday before race week, I know exactly what I have on the calendar to do that's going to make me potentially be at my, at my, at my A game for that Saturday or Sunday race. Um, so, so that's kind of how I've lived. I live my life in general, and then it's carried over into my training. And I've actually um, – that's why I love Trainer Road, because they're like, it's 20 weeks. Boom. And just, you know, like, period, end of story. So I just follow that for 20 weeks. Like, like, it's very Pavlovian. I just wake up, and I'm like, okay, what do I have to do next? And they tell me what to do, and I do it. So See, and it's, Well, and it's very – it's interesting because there's two like for me I'm com- I feel like I'm completely opposite of that mm-hmm. componentry right there right like all this is great all, this is part this is what we need <laughs> well and it's like, but see that's that's kind of what I think is awesome about this whole thing right so so we Correct. have and we have um you know point point is uh uh a race let's just say not not the a race I just mean a race so <laughs> excuse me we have the multitude of things that can come in here. Cause you know, to some people, I remember when I came into this, you know, it's overwhelming. Like, what do I do? What should I do? I can see people hearing exactly what you just said and going, Holy mm-hmm. shit, I need to make this plan. And, and listen, I, I'm not downplaying anything that you're doing. Right. I guess what I'm trying to share is that look, there could be this whole other side of people too. That might be like me where I say like, look, yep. I, I have formulated plans 
for myself based on things that I just believe in, right? And the same thing that you're going to believe in what you're doing, your master plan and these other things. I have this sense of my componentry is variability and adaptability. So for me, it's always been like, and this is going to stem from a lot of things if I'm backing up kind of like you did from growing up. It was like, Mm I get frustrated. I get frustrated when I have a plan that, you know, or, or a path that doesn't go the way I want. Like I tend to try to fight it or I muscle mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, in the, in the hopes that I'm going to, I'm going to direct that ship. Right? right. But, but coming up, it was like, I, I, I sort of had to accept that there's these, like these influences that I can't control. Like there's things I can't control. And I don't know how many people want to control things, but I think the majority of people want things to swing their way, right? Mm -hmm. I just think that's human nature, like swing my damn way. But (laughs) I've been forced with getting comfortable with the uncomfortable, that kind of cliche terminology, because there's been so many times that something doesn't happen. And instead of kind of freaking out about it, it's a regroup. It's the adaption piece. And so I've been in this world of going, okay, you know, for example, when I was looking at the 21 days things, and I know I keep bringing this up, but this is kind of like the biggest thing I've planned. So it's all I kind of really mm-hmm. have to reference. You know, I broke down, like, what am I going to do? And I had all these people saying, you know, what, what are you going to do? You should do X, Y, and Z, right? And so to the people listening, it's like, you know, look, half of you or maybe 90-something percent of you might mm-hmm. go your way, right, by this massive mm-hmm. plan thing. But maybe there's a small percentage that's, that might fall on my end, which is, like, I looked at the distance I was trying to do, and I just – I do a lot of like data and stuff for my job. So Mm -hmm. um, I was looking at what percentages of the race that I'm doing is, is making up that race. So like swimming is a very small percentage. Biking is the largest percentage. And then I come down Mm -hmm. to the run. And so I couldn't just take the percentage as it was, because it was like swimming was one, you know, and then I think it was like, you know, the bike was like 70, 60 or 70. And then you're, and then uh, the running is like, you know, about whatever's left, right? Like 20 something plus. And so I'm sitting there going, okay, well, 1% time of swimming if I'm going to plan. So then I took how many hours I want to devote. So let's say you want to do 10 hours. And I'm like, well, I can't do like 1% of 10 hours. I mean, like Mm -hmm. I can't, I don't think that's going to work for me. Right. So I sort of just came up with this formula of percentage that I believed in. And that's what I did. It was time-based for the entire kind of training plan. And, and how, long was, the training, was how long was the training plan? How long I, was your training plan? So, I, so check this out. I've never tracked anything until my wife said, I need to know what you're doing. So like in a week, she wants to know, are you trying to ride today? Or what the hell are you doing? Because I would just throw shit out the window. I'd just be like, right. uh, <laughs> I'm going to go swimming. Right? Sure. And she's like, well, yeah. shit, man. You know, like it's not a good time to go swimming. And I'm like, yeah, okay, right, I'll right. go running. <laughs> so, so that pressure – Right. Sounds like, I'm like hey, what me, you, not, you tell me what I'm going to do today. <laughs> Ex- exactly. That's ex- well, and I've adjusted to that. And so Correct. she was like, I need you to track what you're doing so that I know. And I'm like, oh, okay. So this was where this percentage came up. This is where the time came in. And so I would make these things. I said, how many days can I do it? And she'd be like five. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And so I put these things on a spreadsheet and I would, she could see it and go, okay, so you're going to try to ride like, at the crack of dawn before work, you know, so like mm-hmm. from five to 7 a.m. I'm on well, at the time I was on train road and mm-hmm. then blah, 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 blah. And so we started working our, our system of balance, right. For, because yep. look, doing the try thing is not just me, man. My whole damn family's doing it. Cause we're all sacrificing yes. something. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. So, <laughs> so I kind of came into it 
doing that and it was for a six it was about five and something five and some change months out from when the journey started and okay. so i have the spreadsheet even still to this day um of what i did to get me kind of ready up to that um mm-hmm. but in my mind i was sort of thinking like well i can't beat myself all the way up right because that would be like if i said oh i did all this stuff and then i get to day one and then i'm like holy shit i'm so tired i can't do any of this right right so i just kind of farted around but I, but my point, I guess, in all that stuff is that I've always just, like you said, when you couldn't get a training thing in, right? Like the reality is, is probably most people that are listening to this, like th- this is not our job, right? Like none of us are getting yep. like a living wage uh, check, you know, to do this fucking sport. I mean, that's probably the, the reality of the majority of everybody. Us money to, it costs us money to do this sport. And, well, right? we're paying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and so I feel like that accepting that kind of upfront, like I think for a lot of people need to gut check, gut check themselves at times, because Mm -hmm. I think we get so overwhelmed with this addiction to the progress of it. Like in all, I'm guilty of the same thing, you know, Mm -hmm. because you start, you know, I went from trying to ride three laps around my neighborhood on a bike. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which would equate to like nine miles. Mm -hmm. I was like, nine miles on a cycling bike around my neighborhood. Right. Uh, That was a big deal to me. Right. And now it's clicking off, you know, 40 to, you know, 60 miles at a stint is not, is that same like, you know, triumph, if you will. And so, you know, it's not that that's any easier for me. I'm just saying like, I'm, I I can do more now. And I think you start seeing that and you're like, well, now I I mean, how much more could I do? Right. Exactly. And I think you got to pull yourself back sometimes and realize like it's not just us doing this. I mean, unless minus you, you know, back in my surfing days, I was, you know, 16, 17. I lived at home. You want to know what my big concern was? I had to be home by dinner. Right. That was, that was my, my thing. So like uh, outside of that, if I wanted to surf from the time school got out at two until like six o'clock, that was up to me. And I could do that shit five days a mm-hmm. week. And then on Saturdays, I could be gone all damn day. All, yep. So the accountability side of things, if that's what you're looking at, then, hey, your concern probably is burnout. Like, you know, how much are you doing and what can your body handle? Because everybody's mm-hmm. different. But when you have like a family and you have your right. job and you have different accountabilities, you have to really kind of real, realign that pecking order. And, you know, I think for some people, you know, the the, the Ironman shit, like you, you got to kind of take it down a notch. Like, don't put it up on the pedestal. I understand your metal is cool. I understand that you did these great things, but you know, it's, it's not your fucking job. Yeah. I, I don't right. know how to say it other than that. And it's like, I think the more that people can accept it's acceptance, man, because I think you get it. You're, you're like, I don't know. Do you get this vision of like, I'm going to magically at, you know, 50 years old, I'm going to fucking become this hero and um, I'm going to get the phone call and I'm going to become a pro and um, you know, like kind of note to self, even if you became a pro, like I, I'm right. pretty sure you probably made more money at the job you're doing. So, exactly. you know, let's, let, let's kind of bring that back around too. And so, you know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of this romantic idea. And I think you get caught there and I've heard crazy stories, man, like families just ripping apart because, oh, totally. yep. you know, and it's just, that just, that breaks my heart, man. Cause I'm like, holy shit, you know, you're not gonna, I don't think you're going to be on your deathbed going like, I had one more fucking Ironman medal. I'd, <laughs> exactly. I'd been fucking complete, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. So, hey, taking you to the other side, man. Right. Um, so, well, I think you, know, you said something before, but I think you said something before, which you said exactly what I said, but in a different route. So you're training 
fits into your mentality of how you go about your day-to-day life, i.e. your job. So if it's, if data, if, if crunching numbers works for you and that's how your mind works, then that's kind of how you have done your training. So for me, long-term planning is what I get my head around for my work. And that's kind of what works for me for training as well. Right. So I mm-hmm. think it, it goes to the point of it doesn't mean mine's better or yours is better. It just means that they're different, but it both gets to the same result, but it works. So to anybody, right. li- anybody listening, that's, that's the point right there is it doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong answer. It's just, I think it, if you try and put a square peg in a round hole, it's not going to work in your life. And then you're just going to get so freaking <laughs> frustrated. Right. Yeah. So for, for me, yeah. I know, look, the plan works, the long-term plan works. So it's not going to bother me for you. It's like the crunching numbers works because it's worked, you know, as far as you can remember. So therefore you're going to keep doing that because that's what works. Mm-hmm. And then, yep. and it's, a, yeah. Okay. No, I was going to say that, I mean, you're talking, I mean, that's kind of your comfort level that you get, right? That's the right. blanket you made. And your training. And I think that's, that's the hard part when I was talking, when we were discussing kind of last week about the off, the off season piece, changing mm-hmm. up like, so when I said, vi- like, variability, like, the, to me, I feel like, we always try to find, like homeostasis in some way, shape or form, right? We're kind of scheduled beings, like, you know, think about it, like the way we go to bed, the way, you know, we uh, we patternize certain things, you know, like I like to eat at this time or I get tired at this mm-hmm. time. Like our body tries to do that, right? And I think it kind of then spills over into what we're doing into the training piece. You're creating a demand for your body. Your body is trying to meet that demand, right? And then you're coming back and saying to your body, well, <clears throat> good job and here's more, right? right? And so you have that dance between the parts when I was discussing doing, you know, my three laps around the neighborhood and feeling so, so, so proud of myself that I could do it without like having to rest or feeling beat up or whatever um, to now doing, you know, a lot more. I'm not, I don't feel that I'm a, you know, I'm some great freaking thing. I just think that that my body has risen to the demands that I've made. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think changing that stuff up on your body keeps it from getting to the point of being stagnant where you have yep. it's it's established its baseline and i wonder because look i'm not a sports fucking whatever they are you know right. psychologist or expert in any way shape or form but i feel like i've done kind of some things that have given me some some uh some experiences and i think when i've kind of talked with people you know they say like oh i'm on a plateau like whatever and i'll give you an example i had a guy that raced you know, 70.3s was his distance. And, you know, I'm talking, this guy is a freaking, he's, he, he looks like, I mean, he could outlift you, outrun you. I mean, mm-hmm. the whole gamut. Like, if you yep. were to try to think of someone that's a triathlete, that's kind of what I would imagine it looks like. You know, like, well, you look all buff in spandex. You know, like, I'm like, exactly. And so, so this, this, this person came out and we actually did, did one of the dates with me. And the, and the funny thing, we talked about this and I don't know if I mentioned this before, if I have, I apologize, but he brought up the point that, so he failed on the run. He failed about, (laughs) Oh, I say like about three miles in, he started struggling really hard. And then I think just before the like five or six mile mark, he had to pull out. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was just beside himself. And he, and, and he's talking to my wife kind of on the, on the boardwalk. And he's like, I, this is unreal to me because 
I, this is my distance. This is what I do. And he sort of summed it up by thinking that I normally spend an hour less time on the bike, albeit harder. Oh, gotcha. That hour. Got it. You know what I'm saying? And so there's, there's that variability piece where it's like, I don't just, um, so here's, here's why I kind of like Zwift in this sense, like for biking, like Mm -hmm. the biking piece, I'm nervous out on the road. I'm scared of cars. I'm scared just of, uh, I'm uncomfortable just in general. Do I think I have bike handling skills? Yes. Like from motocross and stuff like that, I feel like I'm fine to handle the bike. Right. What I'm not comfortable with is when I rode, you know, motocrosses, I'm not worried about like, you know, a 6,000 pound truck and, you know, like fucking potholes and weird shit that I look for. I mean, I had suspension. And so in the Zwift piece where I get kind of what gets me for my variance is that I start seeing these little things like someone passed me or whatever. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh shit, you're going up that hill a little bit harder than that. (laughs) So I will kind of pick, I'll pick my stuff up. And what I've noticed Mm -hmm. is that I will have this kind of bell curve in my effort. And I think it's been helpful um, in my progression on the bike, because honestly, the bike was my weakest link. And we talked last week about like focus on your weakest link, like don't shy away from it. I could, I could get by on the swimming, not maybe like you. um, And I could get by on the run, which is what I fear Mm -hmm. the most, but my biking was absolutely awful, like horrible. And it just, just irritated the shit out of me. And so I feel like for me, when mixing it up, I think it's important that um, it just, in my mind, it makes sense to me to, to not let your body get used to everything. I'm not saying like every day different. That's not what I'm saying. I just mean change some shit up from here and there because then your body's like, Oh crap. And it's like, I think that's only a benefit. And hopefully then you don't feel like, you know, I'm staring at the same thing every day or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So I think, yeah, so I I agree. And I think what we're trying to, as endurance athletes, we're trying to raise our baseline, right? So, so when we first started, you know, to use your example, your baseline was three laps around your neighborhood. Now your baseline is, you know, 56 miles, we'll call it, you know, whatever. So we're trying to raise our base and yeah, so, uh, physiologically, our bodies just adapt. That's what we're, they're adapting to the training load. So if you do the same freaking thing every single day for six months, your body's going to eventually adapt to it. Um, so changing it up, I think, is a great thing physically, but I also think mentally, right? I think the problem with our mm-hmm. sport is we know, I'm going to just keep going on you because you threw it out there. You know, you, you, you have five days a week of training. So, you, you know, if you just, do the same freaking thing every single day. You're going to hate going to bed Tuesday night because you know Wednesday morning is your two-hour Zwift ride. And that's, this is the, the 15th Wednesday in a row you've done it. And it's just – you're just <laughs> dreading it. You know, versus um, – and I get into that rut too because I do all my swimming when my daughter has swim practice. So I go with her. And so I know Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is swimming. And I'm like, so I go to bed sometimes Tuesday dreading Wednesday. And I can't tell her that I'm, you know, I, I'm dreading her going to practice because <laughs> I have to swim also. Um, yeah. But, you know, as a kid, she doesn't know. She's just like, okay, so I got to do. But for us, it's, I guess where I'm going with this is I agree with you in that the off season is a great time to just totally mix it up. So, I'm just going to talk about what I, what I just did. So you're, you know, with you, with Zwift, so I'm doing trainer road. I just started a new sweet spot 
base plan, but I did, I'm doing a mid volume plan. So what that means is it means more cycling. So it means more days on the bike for me. And, um, and I'm just, I'm waiting to see if my body could handle it. So it's going to be a total shock after like three weeks, because it's going to be probably mm. double the amount of cycling I've done before. Um, hundred percent with you. I hate riding outside because of the freak out factor. Um, so for yeah. me, it's so, it's so much easier. Cause I do all my training first thing in the morning and first thing is like four thirty five AM. So for okay. me, it's so much easier to just hop on the bike and put on trainer road on my trainer and just do it. So I am totally throwing this at my body where, okay, can you handle training? Not like a triathlete, but like a cyclist. So I'm following one of their cycling programs, but I'm also going to swim and run and lift a little bit, but something has to give. So for me, I'm going to dial back the running, not because I'm awesome at running, um, but because I want to focus on the bike. So I, like you, the bike is my weakest and I really want to spend this off season slash winter just being on the bike more. And if it's just the monotony of being on the trainer, I'm going to deal with it because it's going to raise my baseline. And um, mm-hmm. do, do, you use a, do you have a power meter on your bike? Is that how you usually you do your training? Uh, just through the pro, just, just the watts on Zwift. Um, I just so recently. It, okay. Yeah. It just Zwift. Like the watts thing was all new to me. So yes. that's kind of. Well, okay. Before the technology piece, let me ask you one question. Yeah. What is your take on, because you brought up, you brought up an interesting point that I think is also kind of equally as important personally, mm-hmm. and that's the mental side of things. Mm-hmm. Like for me, what is, you know, there's training in that as well. And I think the trainer, the indoor trainer is a very good, uh, silent teacher. And I'm curious as to your, how do you, how, you know, what was your, what's your mental capacity? What's your thoughts on that? As far as when you brought in kind of trainer road into your cycling, I guess, elements versus going outside. Yeah. Because you can, you can hear the gamut on that. Mm-hmm. So when so, I would ride outside, um, it, you know, it was, if I'd go outside, it would be with some, with, with some friends and it would just be like a throwdown. And you know, my heart rate would be like, Boom, 150 right away. And I'm like, this is just not, this is not training. This is just like killing each other. So I'm like, okay, so I'll start doing trainer road. But for those of you that know what trainer road is, it's basically, it's virtual. It it basically puts a a graph in front of you and you literally follow a white line. So the white line is based on your, your FTP, which is your functional threshold power. Um, Should we get into that maybe for a second? Well, I think you should because the FTP is the freaking bane of, uh, of of the indoor training. Like when that shit hits that mark, because uh, I know no. trainer trainer road. But I'll give you the I'll give you um. So for those, you just explained a little bit about trainer road. Zwift is kind of similar in the fact that you utilize um a, a power kind of a, uh guidance based on the yep. mapping, and trainer road does the same thing. But you're looking at a graph with with Zwift. What they're trying to do. Uh, that I think is different than trainer road obviously is that you have an avatar and it's trying to mirror instead of a graph that you're looking at, you're looking at kind of scenery. So like instead of the bar graph going up and then, you know, okay, I have an increase that would be a hill in Zwift. And Mm -hmm. so you would watch your avatar and then your demand, your load increases and you're like, okay, I got to pick it up. Right. 
So that's kind of, but they're essentially doing the same resistance, right? 100%. But, okay, go ahead. So I have a, um, so I have a dumb trainer, right? So it's not tied to, I have to pedal. The resistance that I put on is, you know, is, is by shifting gears. So, um, but I have a power meter. So trainer road is basically, it's a graph, it's a white line, but the first thing you need to do is you need to do this FTP test. And I freaking can't, I get more nervous on an FTP test than on a race. So is it brutal? An FTP test to those listening. Explain, is, yeah, please. Okay, so on on our bikes, on a bike, you have a power meter, and all the power meter is is it it gauges. It's basically it's equivalent to going to a, going to a gym and doing your bench press, right? It's if you could bench three hundred pounds, that means you could bench more than I can at only one hundred and fifty pounds. So you have more power than I do. So your baseline is based off your benching of 350 pounds and mine is based off my benching of 150 pounds. So when you go on to trainer road or Zwift or any other indoor training program, you have to take this FTP test. So an FTP test is it's a, you basically, you warm up for like 20, 30 minutes and then you go all out for 20 minutes. So it is all out as hard as you can, as hard as you're going in minute one, you need to be going just as hard in minute 20. So it is not how hard can you go in five seconds. It's not how hard can you go in five minutes. It's how hard can you go for 20 straight minutes without stopping. And you just want to freaking die. Like it is the worst, worst, worst pain you could imagine on a bike. And after the 20 minutes, Assuming that your computer works correctly and everything is calibrated, um, it gives you a number, and you're, it's based off watts. It's, it's based off of how hard you are pushing on the pedals, and it gives you a number that you averaged for those 20 minutes. And then generally what it does is it then takes 90-ish percent of that because it assumes that that's the pace you could keep over an hour, and that 90% of your 20-minute hour is what's called your FTP. So that FTP is the basis of all your training going forward in Zwift, in Trainer Road, CompuTrainer. It's this number. So my number is going to be completely different than Jeff's number. Well, it might not be completely different, but it could be different. But at the end of the day, if one of us has more power than the other, it doesn't matter because my training is geared towards my number and Jeff's training is geared towards his number, but we can make incrementally the same gains and follow the exact same plan, just at different numbers. Yeah, and the great thing is that if you've ever done any of the group trainings on Trainer Road, which is kind of cool, yep. it's we used to go a couple buddies and we would meet up at um, a guy's like uh, garage. He owned a, an auto uh, repair shop, <clears throat> and one of the bays was, uh, and the building was just his for training because he's a triathlete. And we'd yep. get up there, and you can you can just basically pick the same map for everybody, and based on right. that FTP dif- differential, right? We're all doing the same thing. Uh, I remember one time I'm sitting there and I'm, fu- I'm just fucking, di- I'm dying, right? <laughs> and and everyone's like, come on, Jack, come on. I'm like, holy shit, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, this is not normal. Like I'm struggling, right. holy shit, right? And I'm sweating. I mean, you know, like you talked to FTP, like this felt like FTP from the start. And yep. they're cheering me on, and I'm like looking up at my number, and I'm like, this is fucking, this is stupid, you know? And <laughs> And as we're going along, like, I was stopping. I would stop. So on Trainer Road, mm-hmm. like, 
one difference between Train Road and Zwift is Zwift wants to kind of force you if you're in the uh, landscape uh, mechanism, which is like using your avatar and going around, that you're riding kind of like outdoors. It wants you shifting. Where mm-hmm. when I was in Train Road, I have what's called a smart trainer. I have a Wahoo kicker. And um, I stay in the small ring and the middle chain, and the demand increases and decreases on me. I Correct. don't shift. In tra- I yep. never shifted in Trainer Road. Okay, mm-hmm. so so I'm sitting there. I'm not shifting, right? I'm not shifting in Trainer Road because you shift down or up or whatever. The, the load's just like, if you want to slack, it doesn't matter. I'm going to just keep you at the, what I want. Jams it in, yep. I, you know, yeah. And so it, you can't cheat, which I love. It keeps you honest. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm, so it, when it gets too hard, if, if you're, like, getting in your spins going slower and slower and slower and you have to stop, you generally mm-hmm. need to kind of, like, wait a second it'll kind of yeah. reset itself right and then you start again so i'm doing this over and over and over again and they're all looking at me we're just we're just like i don't maybe 20 minutes in i mean you know and i'm dripping wet everyone's just warmed <laughs> up right and so i'm like what's going on here so what happened was is my so the screens i was using this guy next to me this kid <laughs> fucking his ftp was like 300 and like 30 Okay. <laughs> like, three is not my number. Like, there's right. no three in my FTP for those that use these systems. That's a very, that's a tall order. So I'm sitting there trying to do his number, like <laughs> internally, unbeknownst to me, on my screen. And right. he's over here doing my number, which is cake for him. He's like, oh, I'm so oh, excited. I'm just kicking ass today. <laughs> and so we figured we had to unplug everything and like that's recalibrate awesome. and everything. But the funniest shit. So, anyhow, I just, uh, I think that <laughs> just reminded me of that, but it's like I, I did the trainer road for all that stuff and uh, with the consistencies and all that stuff. And then I kind of enjoyed switching over to Zwift, but I kind of want to make one comment because I feel like mentally the piece that I, I wanted to try to get at is that, you know, you sit here and regardless of whether it's Zwift or where it's trainer road, right. You're, you're not outside. So mm-hmm. you're, whether or not you're putting on a movie or whatever, you're, you're mentally, you know, like when I sit on this bike, you know, and it's going to, if you're doing one hour, what doesn't matter that you're, you're not going anywhere technically, right. <laughs> then right there for that time period. And I think to some people, um, I, it also, in my personal opinion, I think it, um, it amplifies any, uh, any dif- differences that you might be feeling. So for instance, like if your seat, if you go outside and you ride, yeah. you know, a lot of times you can have, you might go uphill, you might go to flat, downhill, you stand up, whatever. Um, not that you can't stand up using these machines, but you may not get the full force of your seat until you sit down on train road. Yeah, right. Your exactly. seat is a different seat. So I feel like <laughs> for me, you can test a lot of your componentry. You can test your fit. You can test so many things based on this demand, never giving you any break. I mean, minus you getting off, that's on you, but you do not get a break. Like it, it, it doesn't like you, there's no like coasting that shit. You drop off your meter. Right. And so a hundred percent. And that's that, that piece. Yeah. And that's why if you follow trainer road or Zwift, you know, the, the, the guys that built it, they're a hundred percent saying, look, indoor training is, I don't want to say better than outdoor training. It's more efficient. I'll use the word more efficient, right? So if you're on an indoor trainer for an hour and a half, that's probably equivalent to being outside for, we'll call it two hours. So I know, you know, when I did all my 70.3 training indoors, when I went outside and rode, I was like, this is freaking awesome. Like it was just 
Mm-hmm. Miles were blowing by, and I get to coast. I get to go downhill. So yep. um, that's why I think the, the, the cool part about indoor training, besides the safety factor, is it becomes a lot more efficient um, in that regard. Can you hear my dog barking? Here, here. Yeah, well, obviously oh there's God, agreement. Because, <laughs> no, it's fine. It, but, see, there's the mental piece, too, because you – see, that's where I'm going with this is like – and I'll probably leave us with a little tidbit here before we kick off but um, so that we can all kind of digest on before next week. But I think, like, for me, mentally to come in here and, and like, let's say to those that don't do indoor training and whatever, and, and please, like, here's call out. I didn't get a kicker for free. I, you know, nobody, nobody told us to talk about this shit. This is just personally what I, I did. And because I wanted to get into balance and technology and off season, that's going to have to wait because we're running out of time. But mm-hmm. for me, this, the, the indoor machine was my, my, my hugest kind of integration into my family balance. It allows me to not be concerned about snow coming down outside or it being dark, like you mentioned cars. But I think mentally also, when I know that I can go through a week handling indoor training, right? I'm not, it is a different, it's like candy, I, 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 kind of for lack of better description, going outside, right? Like to see, oh my God, new, yeah. like the, the weirdest part to me, because I, I had so many months on the trainer before I started the journey piece was that when I pedaled that pedal, I moved forward. Yep. It was the weirdest, <laughs> like to have it not be that way. And then it happens. You're like, Oh my God. I just don't know if you, like I stand in my Superman pose and I feel more whatever. I feel like you pedal that pedal, but until it makes you move outside, it, it like feels stronger. So I don't know. But it, I think that if you can digest the mental thing, that is literally mental training that goes yeah. on to handle this stuff. Because all the people that uh, I've heard that go, oh, man, I feel like you are the people that need to kind of be on the indoor trainer. You, you need to at least incorporate it or something. Because I agree. I personally will come out and say, I do think it's, I do think it's better. Uh, for me, I think it's better it, for me. I think I've proved it to myself, and I totally am on that train. And I think, you know, so, and I'm going to, you know, do a couple things. So one is from a efficiency standpoint, a balance standpoint, it is 100% the way to do it. Um, but from a training perspective, and I'm going to, I know we're not here to talk about pros and, and anything else, but there's a lot more pros that use the trainer now. Um, because it allows them to work on inefficiencies that you talked about that don't really pop up outside. And, um, and, 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 and you keep harping the mental piece, which so, so true. You know, I freaking stare at my basement wall and I know every single crack in that basement wall because (laughs) of all the hours. Oh yeah. I have headphones on and I'm blasting music and I'm watching some sort of video or just trying to keep my mind off it. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's if you could survive a two or three hour trainer ride, man, when you go outside, you were just like, it's, you said like candy. It is. It's like, holy crap, this is awesome. So, yeah, I agree. 100%. Yeah, I agree. So, I, I mean, I think we're going to have to get into this a little bit more as we go on, which I think is great. Um, I hope that some of this stuff was informational for, 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 you know, those listening and so on and so forth. But um, there's one here. Here's my here's my takeaway for people. Um, I think that technology is great. I think we can get into that piece in, in other episodes. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, however, I think that it can also be a huge crutch. And I think if you're unable to understand how you feel comparative to what data is or power is or whatever, 
I, I think that you're disabling yourself if and when the time comes that that stuff doesn't work for you. And uh, if you can't feel something then and, and you can't correlate that to something, then I think it's that is um, I think something that we should all kind of try to be cognizant of. It's like, you know, when you go out there and it's like, I never had a watch before. I never had this or whatever. Uh, they are great. I mean, they're fantastic, right? It's one of those, like you got an Apple iPhone compared to the flip and you're like, how the hell did I do this shit before? Right. But the same time too, is like, for instance, I went, I went race, you know, racing and I couldn't figure out how to do the triathlon feature. I totally forgot in the moment. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the fuck do I do? And I push a button and I'm swimming. I swam for the entire race. So it's like, you (laughs) swam like 300,000 yards. Like, where the fuck go? And so, so, but to me, it's like, I kind of look down sometimes and I'm like, I'm feeling okay. What am I doing? Right. And so we, like, we can get way into this on another thing. I'm just saying, I, I, I think that for those that get into the sport and they're kind of like, look at all this shit I can buy, look at all these things. And it's true. You can, you can, you can fucking get, get, get everything. Um, I just think that if, if you step right into that right away and you're kind of ignoring how, how those efforts or how those, uh, you know, training sessions kind of make you feel, if you can't connect them, then I think it's going to be really hard for you to understand when there's a problem later on down the road, you know, or, or to even keep yourself in line. Right. Yep. So, and I agree. Let me, I'm going to blow, I'm going to blow your mind before we cut this thing off. So I am a total geek. I'm a total geek when it comes to training with numbers. So I know exactly what my FTP is right now. I know what my, my heart rate zones are. I know what my swimming pace is. When I race, I don't look at any of that at all, period. I, I keep my watch only because I want to upload everything to, um, I want to upload everything when I'm done, but I don't race yep. with the power meter. Um, and people are like, well, what, what do you mean? I'm like, because I go by feel. Because I think if you're racing, you got to freaking go all out. It's a race. Or, you know, within reason of what you're doing. But this, to your point, the second you start relying on numbers in a, in a real-world atmosphere like racing, you're just going to kill yourself. Because mentally, sometimes it's even worse mentally, where you're like, oh, my God, how come my FTP is, you know, 10, 10 right. points below where it's supposed to be? I'm obviously something wrong. i got to go harder. And then you're just going to kill yourself, literally, because you're going harder right. than your body. Like, no way, dude, you can't, because maybe, maybe something's off with your power. Like, maybe, like, literally something's off the technology on your bike. So, right. um, yeah, 100%, I think this is going to be a great conversation to go down that road as well. I, I agree. And I think... I'm bringing the music in because we're going to get out of this, but I think more to come, more to come, you know, like technology. I think we can talk a little bit more on the balance and then, and then bring in that off season piece, but I'm going to leave us with one of my favorite bands, uh, Ignite. This is from the album called family. And, uh, I got into this when I was, like I said, coming out of high school. So I'm going to leave the viewers of this, uh, uh, daddy J Mac. Thank you for your rap earlier. And, uh, <laughs> I'll see you guys all out there. Yeah. There you go. Thanks brother. Call on my brothers is this song. Here it comes. It gets better. It gets better. I love you all. 